I think if you learn from the past, there's a good chance the future will be different. It's just so great to see such a passionate fan base here in Vancouver. They've been waiting a long time for this. Your support is what's going to make winning a Stanley Cup in this city so special. And I got a feeling it's going to happen very soon. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 12 of Canucks Cast. Today we're going to be talking about the Canucks Summer Summit that happened just this past Thursday and what info we got out of it from Trevor Linden, Jim Benning, and Willie Desjardins, and the other angel news that's happened this past week. All that and more on this episode of Canucks Cast, and you can find us on iTunes and on, and on our website at www.canucksblogcast.wordpress.com. So, Trevor, what did you think of that summer summit that Canucks had this past Thursday? I think that was crazy. The season ticket holders were, were booing Jim Benning and Trevor Linden. And when news broke out that Jim Benning said, you know, we could have traded Miller, there were offers on the table. People freaked out. Twitter went crazy. It was an unbelievable night. It was, it was a depressing night, too, because, you know, it was just, it was weird. Yes. I still, I still think that Jim Benning made the right decision, though. I think we should have traded both. And I phoned well, into Scotty Ritual. I, I still think that the, at the deadline, Miller might go somewhere to a, to a contending team or a team that's really close to playoff. Yeah. And they'll but, be desperate at that point. And at that point, a great trade, trade deadline, teams are desperate because they're trying to get enough. Get enough players or enough talent to go on a run. And, and there's we, like I five... I bet we'll be able to get a first-round pick for him. For Miller, maybe. If a, team's de- if, a, if a team's really desperate, which they yeah. might, but I can name about five players that the Canucks should be trading before or at the deadline. You know, there's Radim Verbata, Dan Hamhuis, Miller, of course, Higgins. Then again, Higgins apparently has no value. No, what do you guys think of that? What do you guys think about that? <clears throat> he doesn't. Not not anymore. He's not a second line player. He's been, he's, nope, and he's been like I. He'd be a perfect third line guy. He did score twenty goals or more in four straight seasons, but he yeah. just he doesn't have he doesn't have the the players to play with either. In fifty playoff games, Chris Higgins only has ten points to account for. That is pathetic. Yeah. And the guy's foot speed is terrible. Been, he, He's being put on the second line, kind of like uh, there to, to fail. Like if he was on a third line, yeah. I think it'd be much or, different. I think might or be even a, third a fourth line. line. Yes, I think he should be going back to Montreal because Montreal needs to get think, bigger. And yeah, even though Chris Higgins is big, he yeah. Yes. What do you think, Alex? Well, I think you're you, there. Well, I. Well, I do think I'd, uh, I do agree with you on that part that he sort of, tr- tr- I sort of trade Ryan Miller, but then again, I kind of, I kind of agree with him on 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 the standpoint that he's saying. I mean, having a veteran netminder, remember it's worked for us in the past where we had a a twenty five, a thirty five, thirty five, sorry, goaltender teach the twenty five six year old. Remember, what's I'm not saying it's going to work before, but when remember we had. Coey Snyder emerging and and Luongo was was the way order and teaching mentoring Snyder. I mean, I think Benning's kind of going for that scenario again. It, you know, if you're gonna have people mentoring guys, then why 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 was BX traded? Because BX was the heart and soul of this team. 
we have so much leadership to gain because right now it's only the Sedins and Ryan Miller. Are you kidding me? Well, Ryan Miller's not a leader. No, he so it's said just the when he that's... signed. He said when he signed here that he doesn't like the media and doesn't want to talk to the media. But Those who are, are our leaders? Who are the leaders? The Sedins and uh, Burroughs? Uh, Burroughs now. Uh, even the and, Sedins aren't even really leaders. No, and Hamish is quiet. So yeah, Burroughs is the loud. This team is a mess. Burroughs is the loud one. Burroughs and Bieksa ran that locker room and the bench. Yeah. The Sedins didn't. <clears throat> I knew when they named Hendrick Sedin the captain that that was a bad choice. Absolutely. I actually thought at that point before the season began it should have been Kessler. I'm glad it wasn't. I, I thought it should have been Kessler or Bieksa at that time. Yeah. Well, I kind of disagree with Brandon Dimmer by Train Bieksa though because... Basically, he wanted a guy in the leadership in the room who wouldn't push the players around. That's what Bieska did every time he was on the ice. He gave it all to his team, and yet we threw him away for a guy who's about four years younger for Brendan, for Brendan Prust. So basically, the heart and soul has been replaced by Brendan Prust. So I really don't understand that trade at all. Yeah. Well, so I, I, well, he got a second round pick, and I think, and I think Anaheim is gonna is gonna be worse than they were. Like, they're going to go down this year, coming up. I think they got lucky last year. I don't think they're going to be as good. The Ducks? Yeah, don't think so. Oh, I think, I they, think they, they got, got really... I think they got lucky last year. I think Boschman's very overrated, and Bieksa, even though he struggled in the playoffs, he was definitely injured by Michael Ferland. all those issues, but I think Bieksa's a slight upgrade over Boschman. Oh yeah, I, I, I do too, but I just don't think that uh, the Ducks are going to have the season that they did last year. And it, and it's well, happened with Getzlaff and Perry before, where they'll have a really, really good year, and then they'll have an off year, and then they'll have a good year, and then they'll have an off year. Yeah, we, well, they, they yeah. got Chris Stewart today, they signed Chris Stewart, they traded Emerson Edom for Carl Hagelin. They've made some good moves so far, I'm not sure how they got, they've gotten worse. Well, they I got can't... Chris Stewart? They signed him today. Well, oh. well Sean, I kind of agree with you saying well done having a bad year. Because remember how in 2011-2012, where they were just at the bottom of the league standings despite the great team that they had? So I kind of agree with what you're saying. They kind of have, have a great year and kind of have an off year like they did in 2011-2012 where, where they just finished at the bottom of the, of the standings. I think it was that year, if I if I remember correctly. And, and like I don't think I don't think like Edmonton's gotten better, but there's I still don't think they're a playoff team. Yes, I think well, Calgary is going to regress. Like they now, it all, now it all gonna depends be, on Leonard. It all depends on Leonard, Sean. I think Calgary. I, I think no, I don't think it. I think it all depends on the defense. They still don't have one. Sakara. They got Sakara, but their right defense consists of Schultz. Um, oh, I just read it too. It consists of like Schultz, Fane, <laughs> like their right side. They got, and that's why everybody is hoping that Cody Franzen signs there. I think Cody Franzen is holding out because this is where he wants to be. He said that right on Team Ten Forty. Yes, I'm... or because no one's offering what he what he wants. Yeah, and plus they well, do. No, he's had no, multiple offers. That's what his agent said, Sean. But really, is that true? Got to think about that. I, I, I would, uh, I, I would think so. Cody Franson was the most sought after uh, 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 
defenseman in uh, on July first. Like he was at the top of the list. You got a good point about the defense though. Griffin Reinhardt isn't there yet. Griba is okay. Andrew Griba is so right washed up. Guy. Andrew Ferris right, is very right, washed up. Their right, their right D consists of Griba, Fain, and Schultz. Yeah. Where's the defense? Because they 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 can't play defense. I mean, you got Nikitin, but he's still raw, just like Reinhardt. And Oscar Kleffbaum, I don't know enough about. Uh, and I, I don't think uh, Calgary is going to make a step forward either. Like, now they don't have Hiller. They're going to be running with Rammel all year. All right, have fun with it. Well, I think if I gain someone from MN... Were, were, you, were you not surprised by Sam Bennett in the playoffs of this kick and play? Oh, yeah, I was surprised. I don't, think he, I, don't think he played, I don't think he played any better than Paul Horvat did, though. I think he did. Uh, I, I, Bo Horvat was a freaking beast in the playoffs. So was Bennett. That, 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 those few times where he broke through the defense and things like that, like, it looked like Pavel Bure, like, reincarnated. I was like, where the hell did that speed come from? I mean, you got, you get Michael Froelich, though. He's an upgrade over David Jones and Mason Raymond. You get a full year of Giordano, hopefully. You know, you know their defense is stacked with Weidman and, and Hamilton. Yeah, but we'll see what happens with Giordano. People know what his injury was, too. You don't think people are going to target that injury? That's why teams don't, tell, uh, don't, don't acknowledge what the injury is. No one targeted Eric Carlson's ankle last year. Yes. Did they? Well, well, probably at some point they were. Everybody still thinks that Matt Cook did that on purpose. I don't know how you possibly could do that on purpose. But I'll give you that. I don't think he did it on purpose, although no. he has a history, that's for sure. I watched the game when it happened. I was watching the game when it happened. But you can't tell me his hit on Savard and his hit on... McDonough, that was just brutal. Oh, no, that was that was blatant. The McDonough one, he literally stuck his his elbow out, like as he was skating skating by him. Like that was. I thought I thought McDonough's career would be over, but he he was irrelevant back then. Now he's one of the best defensemen out there. So good for him. Yeah. Yes, and going back to Edmonton, Sean, I think you forgot someone on the defense. Down, someone they drafted recently, Darnell Nurse. And they're expecting high scenes oh, from. That's a good point. Yeah, good point. I, I still don't. I think, I don't... I think. I think you got one more year in junior or AHL, Alex. Though I think you'd want to put him through the ringer one more time. The World Juniors. But that's the problem with Edmonton, and that's why Edmonton is not going to go anywhere because they they draft these players, and immediately put them into the NHL. And then they immediately go back like dry settle. Yeah. Yes, but. Then again, you can't really do that with Connor McDavid, who they just drafted, because he just dominated junior. And we, what do you expect? If you send him back to junior, he's just going to dominate again and not get any better, because he's just going to dominate. Well, we're not talking about McDavid. If McDavid was sent down, Shirelli would be fired. So McDavid's a lock for at least 60 points this year. <laughs> yes. Depending and, on if he stays healthy, you don't think he's going to be the most targeted man out there? Well, I do. If you have Cole Castles on the ice. Did you did did uh, like did, did, you, did you also did you see, see the, the way was, 
Did you also see the signings from uh, the Ducks in Arizona? When uh, you remember at the summer when Benning said that we've got Prust and Dorsett out there to make it a safe environment for our players. The next day, Anaheim went and signed McGratton, who didn't even play next year because tough guys were getting taken out of the league. And that same day, that same day, Arizona signed John Scott. I have zero. I have zero respect for Brian McGrath. You remember that five-on-five brawl? He yeah. That kid and Bieksa, Bieksa was the one that took his. Who was the kid that fought McGrath? Oh, that was uh, that was the our our. Well, he was our big. He was huge, but he was the one that the the guy that originally uh, was lined up at the face-off dot was West Westgarth, and Bieksa knew what was happening, so he took. Um, the center, he took a, he took the face off, BX's only face off win, because he knew what was going to happen. Yep. And then McGrath, you guys, if you guys remember, in 2013, he ended Andrew Albert's career. Yep. Yes. With that headshot. The, <clears throat> the Ducks after after Benning made that comment, the next day the Ducks went and got McGrath, and we didn't even play an NHL game last year. Nobody wanted him. He was out of the league. And the Sharks and the Sharks got Scott. They got who? Where did Arizona get Scott? Arizona got Scott. The Arizona got John Scott. Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and so it's a nasty division this year. Yes, and talking about the Alba injury and Albert Andrew Albert's injury, he'd even get a suspension for it or anything. He just got off scarf free with no suspension. As well as well, Alex, guess what? McGratton never even apologized or reached out to Alberts. <laughs> that is pathetic. Yes, that fucking ended his career. Yeah, that, that is McGrath's out there to do. He only plays three to five minutes a night. He's only out there to hurt people. Yes, maybe that may be a wall, wall. But he should at least apologize afterwards, because as after all, is you are basically injuring someone for basically for. For life, someone like and possibly any new career or something, which they, which and I, was something they love to do, and you're basically stopping them from doing what they love. Sagan never apologized about uh, about what he said about the Sedins. Lots of times, people get injured purposely by another player that don't get that don't get apologies. Jamie Ben apologized, but Sagan didn't. <laughs> and speaking of uh, speaking of of. Of of Dreisaitl and Norris going back to juniors, I, I don't think they should because yeah you know, they'll be in the AHL. They're they're el- eligible for the AHL next year. Well, that's good to hear because I don't think some going down to junior would do him any good because I think you're going to get played so long in junior before you need to play against the big boys in the AHL and the NHL. And um, besides, with if if. If Benning really did trade Miller, do you think a lack and Markstrom combo would have worked next season, or do you think it would have not worked at all? I don't think Black's a starting goaltender, and he's not going to be a starting goaltender in Carolina. No, he's well, not. I think I think wins are flawed for goalie stats. I don't think Miller is even an average starting goaltender. Oh, I don't think they're flawed at all. Like, 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 it's like, like, win, it's like wins for. Miller reminds me almost exactly of Grant Fuhr. Let in five or six goals, but 
but but then your team scores enough to win the game, and that's what happened with Miller. The Oilers didn't need a star goaltender though. They had Gretzky, Messier, Hurray. No, but that's the thing is in the in third in the third period, Mill or, or Grant Fuhr would make unbelievable and crazy saves when he had to, and that's what Miller did last year. Okay, when, but the Canucks had a goalie that can stand on their head for the Canucks to even sniff the playoffs this year. No, it's not Lack, but it's not even Miller as well. Wins don't mean anything. In the MLB, Sean, Drew Hutchison is 8-2 with an ERA over 5. The thing Wins with don't Lack, mean anything in the MLB. They don't mean anything in the NHL for goalies. The thing, the thing with Lack is Lack didn't win a single hockey game last year when giving up four goals. Miller won constantly that way. And the reason was, is because the team was scoring. Rallied around him? Are you kidding me? No. The, no, no, the team did rally around Miller. For some odd reason, oh. if you go look up the stats, go look up the stats, um, the Canucks scored a goal and a half a game more with Miller in net than when Lack was in net. How about save percentage, Sean? How about save percentage? Go look at the stats. They were almost identical. But and and Miller had a better goals against average. Goals against average doesn't mean anything. No, that that's that's a team stat, which means it's all safe percentage, and so is wins. Wins is a, is a team stat. Yeah, I know, but the team was winning with Miller and losing with Lack. You don't think Benning and Willie Desjardins and Trevor Linden saw that? Of course. The they Jays, did. the Jays are winning with Drew Hutchison and losing with R.A. Dickey. Who has the better ERA and whip? R.A. Dickey. Yeah, but it, it all comes down to wins. Who cares about RA, uh, uh, ERAs and whip? It doesn't matter. None, yes, those does. stats don't matter. All that matters is W. Wrong. Nope. Wrong. I totally, uh, well, like, do you get into the playoffs with having a good ERA? No, you get into the playoffs by having wins. Correct? Correct, but... <laughs> it, oh, like, no. Yeah, you don't have to... <laughs> Like, 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 I know it's 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 a shitty way of doing things, but that's the way it works. Like, you need W's, and if if Miller is going to get you the W's, because like, look in the third period in overtime, Miller Miller in in the shootout can't be beat. Like last year, he didn't let in even a goal in the shootout, not one goal. That's that's one of the reasons why they got him. He's the best shootout goaltender in the history of the league since it's been implemented in 2005. The best shootout goaltender in the, in the in the history of the league. Is the shootout even happening this year? Yep. It's still happening. They're just doing three-on-three three instead of four-on-four. Four. Well, we're not going to get to a shootout then. Canucks. The Canucks are 29th in the league on three-on-three. On three. Well, I don't know. The Sedins could be good at it, but they don't have the foot but speed No, it's, it. not, it's not about finesse players and, and snipers. and things. It's about speed when it's three-on-three because three, there's so much room on the ice. The Sedins have got to be probably the slowest superstars in the league. We'll probably have Weber out there as a defenseman, remember, too. Remember a few years ago when we went uh, when it turned out to be three-on-three three and we were playing the Ducks? Scott Niedermeyer got a freaking breakaway on the Sedins. No, yes, Scott Niedermeyer is not the fastest defenseman ever to play the game, but still, he was a defenseman. Yes, you're right. I don't think it'll be. There's going to be much shootouts, in once it goes to three on three, because the Canucks, like you said, Tom, will just get burned. And 
having having a like an a story nine year old Scott Niedermeyer, a defenseman, got on a breakaway and said, Eames, that shows you how slow they are and how they can't keep up with the fast teams like the Stars. They're going to win in three on three is if they put their bottom six out there. Because our bottom six has speed, our top six doesn't. That's what I would do. If it was three on three, I just put our fast guys out there, whether they, they are goal scorers or not. Because that's Who are the fast guys in the Canucks? Who are our fast guys? Well, Yannick Hansen's super fast. Who can't finish? He can't finish on a two-on-one. Oh, I, I, I'm not saying finish. I'm just saying you need speed out there. Like, speed oh. is what kills. Hanson? Who else? Uh, Bo, Horvat, Bo Horvat's fast. Uh, um, uh, Dorset is a fast skater. Even Prust is a fast skater. I'd put guys like that out there on 303. I, I can't stand Prust. His tenure in, here in Van City will be very short. He'll be traded before the deadline. Well, I don't know about that. He's there to protect people. He's not there to. He's not here to score goals. He's a like, pending year Dorset, this second, Last year, Dorset was second or third in the league in penalty minutes and first in the league in fights. What did you guys think about Sean Mathias signing with the Leafs? You know, almost like a stopgap for the rebuild. Well, then again, I'm not surprised because this is the third time that they've done it. First it was Mason Raymond, next it was Mike Sanderelli, now it's Mike Sean Messiah. So it's not anything I'm su- surprised about. I was yeah, they, and they also got Nick Spalling. So they've Spalling and Matthias, two third-line centers or wingers. I have no clue. I was so Matthias is supremely overrated. Only was, 18 goals last year. Well, and that was a great year for him. That was a great 18, year for him. 18 goals. 18 goals, 18 goals now in the NHL gets you $4 million. I know. It's ridiculous. It, it just does. That's just the way the market is. And I think the reason why he signed with the Leafs for that cheap, he only signed a one-year deal. I'll correct that. One good season gets you $4 million. Yeah, or that's, just the, way, that's just the way it goes. I think the NHL, I really would like the NHL to go to uh, a soft cap and not guaranteed contracts. Like like uh, like Major League Baseball, they don't have a salary cap. Well, they do, but it's a soft cap. Like the Yankees, the Yankees um, have uh, have a hundred million dollars more yeah. it, on their on their payroll than any other team in the league. A yeah. hundred million dollars. Think about yeah, that. Yeah, and the Yank the Yankees are always in a win now. Dude. Yeah, they're they never rebuilding. Go, they, they're they always they, retooling. The Steinbergers just have so much money that they'll it's be like, ridiculous. "Oh, that's that, 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 they want. He's getting offered eighteen million. All right, we'll give him twenty-five just to come." And then there's back. Oakland. Then there's Oakland. Moneyball. Yeah, they're not as as moneyball as uh, they were back then. Yeah, back then, like O2, Yeah. Yeah, they're spending more money now, but the Steinbergers don't care. And if we had a soft cap. With the Aquilinis as our owner owners, you know the Aquilinis are one of the rich in the yeah. in the in the entire world. Oh yeah, Francesco Aquilini, just Francesco, is worth over five billion dollars. Like the Canucks is nothing to him. This is you think this is where he makes his money? No, nope. <laughs> more other business ventures. It's, uh, he's got real estate all over North America. He owns the the KFC. Um, uh, Pizza Hut franchise in Western yep. Canada. The whole yep. franchise. Yep. I, was I, met, him, I met, him, met him when I worked for Pizza Hut. 
I was a delivery driver, and he came in, and I sat and chatted with him. It's awesome. Speak, speaking of which... Yeah, I have the book, The Rise and Fall of the 2011 Canucks. It mentions him. It was a good book. Speaking of which, yeah. what do you think of the, the Blackhawks trading away Patrick Schaub for for Travis Daly and I forget and I forget who else. Trevor but, Daly, yeah. yeah. I think I think the Blackhawks got a really good defense and Trevor Daly back. I would take him over Odie or Harnelson. I'll tell you that. They're still they're still they're still uh, it's the, 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 like they got a little bit of cap relief, not much. They only got one point three million. They the only way. Like, they've gutted their team so far this offseason. Gutted it. Vermette's gone. Now Sharp's gone. Uh, Seabrook will be gone because they won't be able to sign him next year. Like, they've gutted their team. They're not going to be anywhere near as good. Sod's gone. Three of their top six forwards are gone. Adoya is not going to be back. So, Sean, you watched the summit, though, right? I didn't watch it, no. I, I, I uh, heard about it afterwards, and I was on Twitter while it was happening. There's, they're introducing a new sports bar that's, like, connected to the rink. It's going to be awesome. Oh. But I heard something about, I heard something about uh, New Jersey's or something like that, too. Some or, fan brought it up, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. But, I want the Alex, space your back. thoughts on... Your thoughts on the famous Twitter guy Tanbeer just going off on management? What were your thoughts when when Tanbeer just exploded? Well, I kind of agree with him because all you're talking about is playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. When when we want a cup, but then again, but then again, I kind of hear what management is saying. In order to win the cup, you need to make the playoffs because it's pretty much impossible to win the cup if you don't make the playoffs. Yeah, and it was that call was all over the radio the next morning. Bro, yeah, Jake I know, I heard it. I heard about it. 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 it was going viral they on Twitter. We played that. I know. Like, they, it was going crazy. But what else happened? Trevor Linden was just going crazy and, and pumping the tires on Cole Castles. Like he was saying, "Oh yeah, you've got McDavid next year, right? You've got him. You got locked down." Like Trevor Linden loves Castles. It, it's, it's crazy. And speak- yeah, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes teams sooner rather than later. He had a good year last year. And I think he's already bumped ahead of McCann. And speaking of which, at the summit, the, t- the team announced 20 special events f- to mark the 20th anniversary of, of Rogers Arena and General Motors Place. So what do you think it's in store for, f- to, for this anniversary? You know, we'll probably see some former Canucks here and there. And then there will probably be, you know, contests and stuff for yeah, there'll be, there'll tickets. Be giveaways and tickets. It's not going to be anything special at all, just tons of giveaways and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, guys, your opinion on Rogers Arena, because I think this arena is absolute crap compared to others. It was ranked 26th in terms of fan experience on a certain website. You're, like, I think, I think Rogers Arena is a dump. Well, well, I don't. I don't think uh, Rogers Arena. It's, I don't think it's the arena. I think it's the people that go to the arena. Plus, it's the location. Yeah. So. Well, I think the location's in a good spot, like right in the heart of downtown. Where well, in between I, the two viaducts, though, it's such a small arena, though, because it's crumb. It's right in between those two viaducts. And I know. I think that they should have about three thousand 
4,000 yeah. more people. So, so Trevor, how... Modern day arenas have at least 20,000. You know, the concourse is so narrow. To get food at the intermission is... It's brutal. You can't even move. Well, Fred yeah. and Trevor, how would you feel about the connection going back to... Pacific Coliseum, what I used... Okay, for, that well, would be a nightmare. That, that? that arena is located on East Hastings and Renfrew Street, one of the worst places in North America. Getting Nowhere there to get, is... No, how, yeah, nobody can get there. Getting and there is the thick, biggest... And they hold 16,850 fans. And it's the yeah. sight lines are terrible. Why would you want to do that? Well, because... If you want to take public transit to a game at Pacific Coliseum, get ready to see a lot of guys drugged out. Yeah, it's the only way to get there. Unless you drive and pay for parking. Well, I'm on... You know what, what, Alex? The the Vancouver Giants are thinking about moving out of Pacific Coliseum into a rink in Langley or Surrey. That's how bad it is there. I heard heard that they were thinking about going to uh, Surrey Central where the Surrey Eagles play. Well, no, the Surrey Eagles play in South Surrey. That's more in White Rock, but they're actually thinking about building a new arena in Surrey. Yeah. But then in between, in between, they'll play at the Langley events. Well, the only reason I brought it up is because when the Canucks used to play at General Motors, I mean at Pacific Coliseum, it used to be such a fun place to play. And I saw if they moved back there, they could try to recapture that. The, the uh, you know, completely all that. different. Completely different. Alex, I'm not even sure if Pacific Coliseum fill, can even fill over fifteen thousand people. Oh no! It would. It would. It would. It would fill. But it would fill with the same people that are at Rogers Arena. Back back then, when when Pacific Coliseum was there, there was passionate fans there. There wasn't any of these suits, people sitting on their cell phones, playing on their cell phones. Like when I go to a game, and I go to a couple a year, and sometimes I just want nothing to do with being at a game. Like I'm sitting there, and it's it's basically like I'm watching it on TV. Like it's super quiet. You can you can hear a pin drop in that arena. Where do you sit usually? I, I usually I, I like the upper deck better than the lower deck. What I do, guys, is you've heard of StubHub, right? Yes. Yep. You buy the crappiest seat in the house. I know Alex, you have season tickets, so this isn't this doesn't matter for you. But Sean, buy the cheapest ticket on StubHub. Go to the game ten minutes before puck drop. Check your StubHub app. And there's going to be seats in the lower bowl. It's going to tell you the exact location, seat number. Sit right there. I've done it many times. It's awesome. There's there's certain spots at uh, at Rogers Arena where you can't get to though, like I know, the yeah, club there, seats. There's, yeah, the club seats, but the other side. Because because you, you get checked before you get into there. The security is brutal at Rogers Arena. I'll tell you that much. They kicked up because I used to, you know I used to sneak when I was younger. I used to sneak in, well, it was GM Place at the time, and I used to sneak into that building. Remember when Winning Spirit was attached to it? Yeah. I used to go into Winning Spirit, me and my buddies would go into Winning Spirit, and back then, they didn't have those glass doors that entered the arena, they just had just normal, like, man doors. And we used to go through the doors, walk into the bathroom, and stay in the bathroom until uh, until they opened the arena for fans. And then we just come out of the bathroom like... Like we, we were just in the bathroom and then go find a place to sit. That's awesome. Used to do it all the time. One we we finally got caught once. Really? What happened? They wanted our tickets. They wanted to check our tickets because we, we were dumb and we went and sat in like the third row, right? 
And they went and they uh, they wanted to check for tickets and went, oh, we threw them away and uh, and they said, all right, because um, people came and they're like, these are our seats and we we're like, okay, so they wanted to see our tickets to find out and we we're like, oh, we're sitting there and then That's and then the we thing. kept walking around the arena and they were like, nope, there's people sitting there, there's people sitting there and so finally they were like, you guys don't have tickets. That's the thing though, just like watching a game at home in your own luxury is just so much easier than. The transit, going to the stadium, getting food, yeah, going all the way back home. And, like, the same goes for the Lions game. Yeah. That place was dead silent on Friday for the first maybe four quarters. It finally got loud when everyone started freaking leaving. Yeah, and it was all and it was all the people. Like, and Rogers Arena gets like that, too, when people leave and they think the game is over. Like no wonder the Canucks uh, don't don't play very well at home. It's not even like they're playing at home. Nope. Dead quiet. And the fans, because the true fans are at home because they can't afford it. The true fans can't afford it. The rich people don't give a shit. No, they don't. They they use it as a write-off. Like all those comp- big companies that buy like a ton of season tickets. So they, it's just so flawed. To, it's so flawed. They, they buy the tickets to give to their clients to write it off at tax year. That's the yep. only reason why they buy them. When I'm sitting next to someone in the lower bowl, they're checking their emails on their iPhone, not even paying attention to the game. Yes, and I kind of, I yes, I, um, with what you're saying, Trevor, I think it has to do with the location of the team and, and what the city's and what the population is like. I mean. If it was, I don't think I think the well, I can't I don't think there can be a better location for uh, for that arena. Like it's in the heart of downtown. I'm, I'm talking about. Well, um, that's not what I mean. What I'm talking about is if it was located in a different, you know, city, a city like Winnipeg, for example, who who go absolutely crazy for the for the for the Jets and all. I'm saying if it was in because a, what else do they have, Alex? The, the weather is pathetic. The only thing they can look forward to is, is the Jets. People are miserable in Winnipeg. We have tons of things. We have the beaches. We have the mountains. We have the sea. Yeah, we have everything. You can't, you can't, We're spoiled here in Vancouver. You can't. You can't uh, compare the the Jets. It's like comparing the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, like the, the um to, to anything. Like all Saskatchewan has is the Rough Riders. Like, yeah. like the the Rough yeah. Riders, people wear green all year round, whether they're playing or not. John, I was actually listening to the Riders post game show on their whatever their sports network was. They took calls until two a.m. Saskatchewan time. Yeah, they're diehards, just like the Canucks. You know that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is the third most popular team in North America for all sports. They're the third most popular team in North America. North America. North America, the Yankees are ahead of them, and I think Cowboys? The Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys are ahead of them. That's it. Maybe the Jays, but yeah. Yeah. Well, then again, with like I said earlier, if we're hearing a pin drop in Rogers Arena, I think it has to do with the, and I think you and has to do with the ticket prices as well. I mean, if. I mean, if they lower down the ticket prices and just slow them down to, to the real fan, if the real fans could afford it, then the atmosphere would come back. But um, until the ticket, the Aquilinis will never lower it. All, no, all, they never all, will. They never will. This the Aquilinis is money. Yeah, they're still getting their money. Why should they lower it for the? That's the reason why Gary Batman's still getting paid. 
Yeah. That's the reason why Barry, Gary Bettman is still a commissioner because he makes the owners money. Like this, uh, this new franchise that's going into Vegas is going to cost five hundred million plus. You know where that money goes to? To the thirty owners. It doesn't go to Gary Bettman. It goes to the owners. They split five hundred million dollars. That's why Gary Bettman still has a job. That um, there, uh, since he's come into the league, their revenue has gone up fifty percent. It's not about it's not about um, their team winning or anything. It's about putting money into their in, into the owners' pockets. That's what the owners want. They want to make money. Like that. That's business. Yes, it is, but. And last year, Alex, you were saying that it was like super loud in Rogers Arena. I don't know what game you were at yeah. because I was watching them on TV and I was like, "Like, this ain't loud." Well, I guess when I when I when I mentioned loud, I I was talking about when they shouted Eddie's name, and that's what I meant by loud. When they kept going, Eddie, 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 that's what I meant by that. You want you want, you want to see loud? Go down to the Seahawks, um, Seahawks game, yeah. And don't don't be prepared to sit because you won't be able to sit. Nope, I we got seats I went. there, but I don't know why. That's loud. That's you guys stats. ever been? I went to the Seahawks game last year. Yeah, I went. I'm I went not a Seahawks. I'm, I'm a Colts fan, but still, I can appreciate the Colts fan. That is insane. That that oh, was the most insane atmosphere insane. I've ever been in. You stand for sixty minutes and just yell. That's all they do is yell. Unless you all, but still, but still, would you rather be at home watching an NFL game or be at the Seahawks game? I I would I, I would I'd love to be, go to the Seahawks game. <laughs> every every game. I'd rather be at home. I don't want to be freezing cold. I'm going to go down. But that's the only back. thing is that I I went there and it was uh, the first the first game in January and it wasn't that it was only like five degrees, but the wind swirls in that stadium. And I went there, and I was dressed like, you know, as I was going for a walk at five degrees type thing. By the by, the halftime, I was numb. And I was yeah. sitting in the end zone on the on the uh, on the metal seats. And like, I, oh uh, fuck! Yeah, it was the cold. Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah, I was freezing too. And the other thing, dude, dude, is this game starts at one p.m. You have to get up. You have to leave the border around like eight. So you yeah. have to get up early. You're getting home late, and you're gonna feel like shit. And plus, you can't get food there during the game. I miss like, almost I the go, third quarter. Just getting go, a slice I, of pizza. I'll, I'll rephrase that. I wouldn't go every game, but I'd love to go to at least one a year. The atmosphere, that like walking towards the stadium, and seeing all those bars just packed with Seahawks fans. The music, the the parties outside the stadium, uh, and then being in the stadium is just insane. I would never go to an afternoon game, but Sunday night football or Monday night football, where maybe you could spend the night in Seattle or just go back really late, I'm down. It was a Sunday night game that I went to, I believe. I believe it was a Sunday nighter. Who was it first? It was against the Bills. And we, we were actually losing. The Seahawks ended up winning. We left at the two-minute warning because we were so fucking cold that we thought the game was over. So we left, and the Seahawks ended up uh, winning by a field goal. After Other the, thing about the Seahawks fans, every fucking person's wearing a jersey. Everybody, yeah. And Canucks fans, eh? Well, I still I still got my Lafayette jersey that I'm wearing. That's the only jersey I have. It's my Lafayette jersey from 2011. 
Well, look at the look at look at the um the the Jets. Everybody in that stadium wears a jersey too. Look at the Flames. The you have to you have to look hard to find somebody not wearing a jersey. How good? Well, yeah. well, I've, and Edmonton they don't have jerseys only because they keep throwing them on the ice. Well, I'd like to go to, to add a point. Even though the atmosphere at Rogers Arena is terrible, I would say I'm happy it's not at least as bad as the one as the Florida Panthers because at least we have people showing up for games because in Florida, for the Panthers game, it's basically empty for those games. At least it's not that bad. You didn't compare us to the Florida Panthers. Like, the Florida Panthers weren't going to work the day that they got sent there. Yeah, they made it to the Stanley Cup final once. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the atmosphere though. Well, where you, where oh, well that's totally expected. Nobody expected uh, Florida. Gary Bettman's dream was to, to to put teams in the Sun Belt cities. He wanted teams everywhere. It wasn't it wasn't that it was going to work or not. It was that that's he wanted teams there. So he didn't really care if the team got. A huge attendance. So the owners uh, were making money for the team being there. Hmm. Well, Son, let me ask you this then. Would you rather have, with the Rogers Arena atmosphere being terrible, would you rather have it like it is now, or do you think, or you think having it the Panthers way, where the, the arena is basically empty, is worse? It's going to be getting like that soon in Vancouver. You you weren't watching hockey back in the nineties, uh, like that back in the eighties. The BC Lions were actually more popular than the Canucks, and early nineties. In the nineties, they until, were until early Burry 90s, yeah. until Burry until Burry showed up. It yeah. was the late nineties. It was the late nineties when Messier got here that they were getting about twelve to thirteen thousand people in that stadium. Guys, where do you think the Canucks finish in the Western Conference this year? Because right now I have them penciled in at fourteen. I was going to say 13. Well, it's a toss-up between the Canucks and San Jose for 13. Uh, well, I predict them. I'll, well, I'll to win the cup. Alex to win the cup? No, but then again, everyone was expecting them, the analysts and everything, were, were expecting the Canucks to have another bad year because of the, cause of the season they had in 2013-2014 with the Tortorella era. But then again, they... That wasn't again, an era. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> all I'm saying is, everyone expected to have a bad year, and then boom, they jumped out to conference standings to finish second in the division. So I wouldn't be surprised again if they finish at least in a wild card position, or at least short in their division again. When you have Nick Benino and Chris Higgins and Yannick Hansen on a second line, that's an issue. Well, I don't think Yannick Hansen will be on that second line. I think Yannick Hansen will be on the uh, No, no, no. I think it's going to be like uh, Vertanen or somebody like that. Vertanen, Vertanen will make the team, and the only way Vertanen will succeed is if he's in the top six. See, Bo Horvat was a little bit different. He's a center. So a center's can but but as a winger, Vertanen has to be in the top six. Who are our fifth defensemen? Bartkowski and Clendenning? Yeah, Corrado. Oh, Corrado. I've just never been a fan of Corrado. He's just. Benning has already said that he's going to run with eight defensemen all year. Like, that's who he's going to have. 
Yes. So he'll have six on the ice and then two scratched, which means that'll only save only have one roster spot uh, for for another scrap forward. I could see San Jose bouncing back this season. Way better chance than the Canucks doing so. You still have Pavelski, Thornton, Marlowe, Kutcher. Martin oh, Jones yeah. could be something in that. You know, they're still a decent team. They still got their stars. Yes, but those stars on paper, on paper, everybody in our division except for Arizona. Alex, Joe Thornton is still a point a game player. He sucks in the playoffs, but he's a point a game player. He can still get them there. Yeah. To choke in the first round. Yeah. Yes, to choke in the first round, though. Then again, I, then again, I. I, I think you're right. It's going to be a toss-up between the Canucks and the, and the Sox who will finish lower in the standings. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised if they do make the playoffs because Willie Desjardins did an excellent job of, of recapturing the team and all after the bad season that they had. I mean... I, I think it would be better for this franchise if they missed the playoffs. Exactly. I think well, we should totally go for... A top five pick. Well, yeah. Well, speaking of which, the next draft, the next person to be drafted first overall is someone named Austin Matthews. Do you want the Canucks to tank so bad that they get him in in a 2016 entry draft? We don't know enough about him, but we didn't know enough about John Tavares until he, until a couple of months before, until or until we saw him in the World Juniors. So yeah, we don't know enough about these prospects. Did we, did we well, know we'll this much about McDavid? Juniors. We'll see. We'll see in the World yep. Juniors, but what what yep. players really stand out? Because the top ca- five pick, and I'm happy. I think we should. I think it can totally happen. A top five pick. Well, it's not a deep draft next year, but the top five are still like bonafide. Could be bonafide superstar. Yes, and it's the- just I hate how the people say we have we have such a good future. Yes, we have Vertan and McCann, Castles. But teams like the Jets, they have Josh Morrissey. They have this other guy, I forget what his name was. And Arizona, they have Domi, Duclair. I think Bertana is going to be better than all those guys. No way. Bertana and, and, and the guy we picked this year, and this this coming from, like, uh, the guy from Golden Scout, um, he is apparently the best goal scorer that the draft has seen in several years. That Basil that we got, apparently he's the best goal scorer that the draft has seen in years. Pure goal scorer. And he's big. He's not going to be here for two years, though, because he says he's going back to college. And his his favorite team is the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> he said that he said that after the Canucks drafted him when they put him on the panel. Yeah. He said his favorite team is Minnesota. But I don't know. Winnipeg has Ellers, Morrissey. Nick Patan was unreal in the World Juniors. I, I like Nick Patan. I like Strom in the World Juniors too. But Detroit. Detroit has Larkin, Anthony Mantha. He scored a ton think, of goals in it. I don't think Detroit's going to make the playoffs this year. And no, but they have better future than us. And 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 I, t- I take Domi, Duclair, Gormley, Samuelson. For Arizona over any of the prospects that we have. I don't know. I I think Bertanen is like gonna turn some heads. And I, 
pan out is going to be good. Well, actually, then again, I'm not a big Domi fan. I'm not sure if he's going to pan out, but still, and he I could be a good third liner. I do have an interesting question for you, to, for you two guys, though, that I'd just love to ask. When the Sedins were drafted second, short after, second and short overall, they were drafted, you know, together. So when do you think the Canucks will make that trade again where they make that, get that second and short overall picks together or something similar, like the fourth or fifth or the sixth and seventh? They, well, that, if they, that, do, they, they better not screw up like the Bruins did with picks 13 through 15. Yeah, that was retarded. They went they completely off the board. Good, the only good pick was the Borrell. They missed out on Barzell. Not sure why they... Yeah, I know. We got him. That made no sense. Barzell, you know what Barzell, Barzell, Barzell was actually, was actually, uh, uh, or the guy that we got, that was Barzell, wasn't it? Yeah. Bozer. Or it was Bozer. He was yeah, ranked. Yeah, Barzell was supposed to go in the top ten. Yeah, Barzell was, Bozer was ranked ninth. And drop guys, San Jose drafted Matt Barzell. So if we're going to keep saying, oh, we have Brock Bolger, San Jose is Matt Barzell. So people need to settle down about our future. Everyone else has one as well. Well, we've also got Shin Carrick and... Shin Carrick. Shin Carrick's not going to make it anywhere. Lots of heart, good speed, undersized. Like, I think I think Bertanen's shot alone... And his size is going to do well. Like, like remember his first very shot. undisciplined player, Sean. He is the next Wayne Simmons. <laughs> I think I I would I would more compare him not not size wise, although he's going to be close to that size. But I'd compare him more to a Dustin Bufflin type player. Than, than so he's going to play defense in a couple of years. I'm not. No, I'm not saying like I, I'm just saying he's going to be like the way the way he played in uh, in uh, 2010 when they won the cup, standing in front of the net, not nobody being able to move him. I think that's what kind of player Vertanen's going to end up being. I would love to see Prust on the on uh, the first line with the Sedins this year. I'll tell you this much: I'm a fan of Cole Castles, and I think Thatcher Demko is going to be a. a Oh yeah, that, uh, Demko, and that's why that was one of the reasons. Another one of the reasons why they got rid of Lack, because Benning said before they traded Lack that Demko is our future. How can yep. you? How can you? Miller, say Markstrom's next in line, and then how can Demko you say Lack is our future when he's going to be twenty-eight soon? Yeah, people need to realize he was undrafted for a reason. What's that? Lack was undrafted for a reason. Yeah. He's just not that good. And Corey Schneider, Luongo wasn't really here to mentor Corey Schneider. Corey Schneider ended up being good without Luongo. Rack and Cam Ward are going to split time in Carolina, and they're both going to be equally average. Well, then, then again, you say that Rack was undrafted for a reason, and wasn't Martin Jones undrafted as well? So couldn't he put... So, so I'm not saying Rack is going to be... I'm not saying Malmstrom is going to be a bust or anything, but but then again, there are lots of goalies out there who 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 haven't been drafted and turn out to turn out to be really. Yeah, Martin Jones has never been a starter before. Nobody knows. Martin who Jones is. isn't even close to being proven. He's no, still he's very raw, and he could still yeah. be terrible. He's We're going to see this season when he shares time. Being with a backup, being a backup goalie and being a starter is a completely different mindset. A completely different. Uh, you have to prepare differently. 
It's like it's like being a, 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 a in baseball being a reliever or being a starter. It's completely different. It's it's on a different planet. Like you have to prepare differently. Uh, your mindset is different. Like you saw what happened to Lack in the playoffs. He was the worst goalie out of all the goalies in the playoffs. The worst. Sean, quick question for you. Is Ryan Miller a top five goalie? I wouldn't say top five anymore. Top ten? I'd say, I'd say he's probably a top ten. If he if he plays and if he plays without getting injured this year, I think he'll be a top ten goalie. Well, he was an. I totally disagree. Well, I want to hear your thoughts on one defenseman, former defenseman that just retired. You played for the Canucks for a long time, Sammy Salo. Sammy. Oh, Sammy Salo. You know, always injury prone, but his shot. And that shot alone was amazing. His heart within the community was great. It wasn't even just his shot. It was that he was always able to find the net with it. He was a great offensive defenseman. He was decent defensively. He he was quick. And then when he got older, then when he got older, he wasn't as quick anymore. But he was great. He was great uh, uh, positionally. And that's what Canucks. My favorite Canucks defenseman all time personally is Matias Olin. But... Salo's right there at number two or number three. I think I think one of my favorite Canuck defensemen of all year, all time is Yerke Lume. Yeah, I was never a Harold Snepsman fan, although I never watched him. No, everybody just liked his name. Yeah, he was good and he was mean and like nobody fucked with him. Yep. Yes, and I gotta agree with with you. Sammy Salo was a great defenseman, and and I think his heart was with this team because. Because he kept signing one-year deals when he could have, you know, I'm not saying it was signed somewhere else, but he kept signing with it when he kept signing like one-year deals when it just when all the team was offering him. He kept with signing with the team when basically he knew he could have resigned out as well. Like, no, I, I I like Sammy Salo. He like, and and that that's what and Weber Weber. Kind of last year reminded me about Sammy Salo. He didn't have. He's not a big guy. He didn't have quite the shot Salo did, but he always hit the net. And like Edler on the point is just a waste of space. That guy gets the puck at the point, has a clear look at the net, and shoots 15 feet wide. Like he can't hit the net. At least Erhoff can hit the net. He was terrible defensively. And he, he gave up a lot of breakaways on the power play because he decided sometimes that it would be a good idea to shoot the puck at people's shin pads. And he wasn't very fast to turn around and go chase him. Erhoff wanted to come back here, but... But he wanted too much money as well. Well, he, he can't play defense. Well, he can't play defense. Well, uh, if these... What, guys, what people forget is Sammy Salo ranks fourth all-time in games played for the Canucks. You also got to remember, too, that the only reason Edler got the contract he did was because of Sammy Salo. Really? Because Edler... I, I, uh, Sammy Salo... Sorry, say that again? What was that? Uh, I, I think the only reason why Edler got the contract he did was because of Sammy Salah. 
Well, because they were Oland part mentored him. Olin mentored uh, Edler, and Edler played really well with Olin. And Once then Olin left. left, and then and then uh, Edler started playing like shit because Edler makes so many mistakes, and that's what happened last year. Is that Tanev was back there to fix his mistakes, but before well, after Salo left for those two years, Edler was absolutely horrible. But guys, our defense is horrible. Chris Tanev's our best defenseman, and he, he still can't shoot the puck. Um, no, he's defensive. Has fallen off dramatically. We talked about that in our chat, but we have nothing. Spiza is overpaid. Clendenning and Bartkowski. What I'm not going to give up on Spiza yet. I want to see how this year goes. Remember, he is 24 years old. Defensemen take longer to develop. And Yannick Weber. Like, the guy can score, but that's about it. And yeah, he, we, he, 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 we didn't re-sign Ryan Stanton, right? We didn't re-sign Ryan Stanton. Oh, he's the only one that we haven't. And that's just awful, because I'm a big Ryan Stanton fan. We should have used him in the playoffs, and he was a healthy scratch every single you game. Do, you do know that Ryan Stanton, too, on, on the Canuck roster, pound for pound, is the toughest guy on the roster. That guy, when he... Especially with, like, now with the Hexagon, yes. When he gets into a fight, that guy can fight. No, he he even Bieksa said Ryan Staten scared him. Like he can fight, and he can take on heavyweights. You wouldn't think of it by looking at him, but that guy was mean when he got into a fight or when he got mad. He he is he's pound for pound the, the toughest guy on our team. Yes, you know our defense is horrible because because none of them you know produce points on the. On, on, on multiple occasions. I mean, it's not just about points. Like we don't have speed on our back end. We don't have one defenseman back there that 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 is fast. Not one. And in this day and age in hockey, you, you need, need a speed defenseman. We don't have any speed. Edler's slow. Tanev is good positionally, and that's what saves him. Is his, is he? And that's what that that's what saves Salo too. Tanev is great positionally. Hamhuis is a slug. Spees is a slug. Yannick Weber is, is fast, but he's too small. Yeah. So, fine. I'll wait then. Out of all the, you know, prospects of the Canucks defensemen, what do you say is the fastest out of all of them then? The speediest of the bunch? Subban. Subban. Oh, probably Subban. Subban's like 5'8". <laughs> like, yeah. That's small. I saw you might, I saw you might say that, but then again, he is still a long time away from making the NHL. And and, and Alex, another that. thing is we don't have any other good skaters after Subban on the back end in terms of prospects. You know, we have Padan, he can't skate, tough guy. Friankin is a project, to say the least. Ben Hutton, we don't have any really fast back end guys for the for our future. Yes, no, not really. <laughs> and Benning is building. You can tell what Benning is building. He's built building. Like everybody was talking about the meat Boston potatoes. model. He's building Mr. Meat and Potatoes kind of team. Yeah, he's building freaking big, huge, strong team. That's gonna like people are gonna be scared to death to come in into our arena and play us. Well, I agree. Yeah, so that makes me wish that since we don't have any big name defensemen, it makes me wish that we got Seth Jones or Aaron Ekblad. <laughs> yeah, but but in order yeah, to do we, that, we had to miss the playoffs. But maybe we should have traded up. 
I would have traded that for Tannen and Pick. I would have traded for Tannen and Shinkarik and someone else for that. Yes, I kind of agree with you since our defense is kind of lacking. I'll be, I'll be willing to ex. Seth Jones isn't all that fast. Neither is really Eklad. Like, they're not guys, really. Here's my, here's my question, guys. You know, a couple days we signed Alex Grenier, or re signed him, but Nick Jensen, why is he still here? Because Benning said multiple times on the air that he really has no place. He, well, he, what he said is he's not a top six forward. And so he's, he's not going to be here. That, that's his way of saying yeah. he's not going to be yeah. here. But he also has no value. What are we going to get back from a fourth rounder? Yeah, but then again, but uh, probably. Yeah, but then again, I went. I'm, then again, you're saying that fourth round is always is always a low pick, but bad pick. But then again, Son, you said that the majority of the of the good players of the Hall of Famers are found in the later rounds. So wouldn't that be a good thing if he got a late round pick? Because those are. <laughs> Like Benning, Benning said that he likes the later round, later rounds than the than he does the first round, and he's proven that by by the, the players he's drafted. Yeah, so and that's and that's what I'm saying. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't uh, wouldn't that be a good thing if he got a late round pick? Because because he could find a really good player in there that could really have that could really benefit the Canucks. So you're saying that's a bad scene, Trevor, when it could be a good scene in disguise. You also got to remember too that everybody's talking about how we only got a third round pick for Lack. We also got a seventh round pick. And yeah, everybody's like, mm, "Gee, wow, a seventh round pick." Where do you think that suit was drafted? Then that's what I'm saying here. Still, it's a long shot. That no oh, it, it, seventh round. It, pick. It, it, Making a fir- picking a first round pick is a long shot. Yep. It's not like the NFL where if you draft someone in the first round, he's going to be on your team that year. Well, and, and that and, and that's the thing. It's, too, it's uh, almost like the MLB. The MLB first round, the MLB draft in general is a crapshoot. Well, I I think Trevor has to go now, son. So Trevor, thanks for have so thanks for having for being here and we Yep. And we're catching. It was fun once again. Yeah, you know, go Blue Jays. Yeah, oh, they got over five hundred. All star breaks coming go up soon. Yep. You know, good BC Lions win though on Friday. Uh, great oh, comeback yeah. down twenty eight to nineteen with under two minutes left. Travis Foley looks incredible, guys. So there's crazy. good signs there. And right now, I'm more invested in the BC Lions than the Canucks. But yeah, Alex, thanks for having me on. Yeah. No problem, and you can find him on on Twitter at trevornat 16 and we'll see you next on our next podcast. So, son, I got a couple last questions for you before we end off this podcast. Okay. And the first one is that you you said that Edwin Eckblad isn't all all that fast, but people are comparing him to or saying that. He could be the next Nick, Nicholas Lidstrom. I know that's such a high, you know, s- comparable. Nick Lidstrom wasn't fast. Yeah, but then again, you said that we need s- speedy defensemen, and and I was saying earlier that you can find some l- good round, good some 
good players in the later rounds, so I don't see why players are why the fans are upset about the low return when the return could be spectacular depending on who you draft with. I mean, if you because draft fans don't see the long the long picture, like you pick it uh, the long uh, the the later rounds. Like when you pick when you pick players in your in the draft, they're three to five years away from making your team on average. True. But then again, if you draft right and, they, and, if, and, if, and if you can wait those three or five years, it could really pay off in the end. I mean, when they you draft... Know, you don't know if you're drafting right. That's the thing. Nobody knows. It's, it's kind of almost like a fluke if you draft right. You don't know. So it's kind of a fluke that Datsuk and Zellerberg landed in, in Detroit's arms and they performed perform well in the NHL. So in the and perform and become NHL All Stars and basically Hall of Famers. Yeah, it is. Getting picked 189th overall. Nobody thought Datsuk was going to be the player he was. 189th overall, he was picked. Yes, I know, and that's what I'm, and that's what I'm saying here. I mean, I mean, if you, I mean, so it's a fluke and a and a crouch you like you said, but then again, if you draft right. It could really pay off in the end. So then again, maybe this lack return that the return we got for lack will turn out to be really benefit the Canucks in the end. We don't know that for sure. So I think it's too early to say that that the trade was bad when boom, three to five the players that Benning's drafted in three to five years turned to be bona fide superstars on the Canucks. It, it's possible. Yes, it is, and that's what I'm saying. The fans don't get. Shouldn't be too upset about this because Benning drafts right, drafts the right players, and and gets lucky and all. Boom! Both fans are superstars, and and the Canucks can officially say that they won the lack trade. So they, they could, and that I think, we, I think we won the Corey Schneider trade. But Gillis was really smart in what he did, and I think Benning was smart too. Gillis put Corey Schneider in a no-win situation, and that's exactly what Benning did to Lack. He yeah. put him in a no-win situation. Yes, but then again, that, that leads me to the question of why the Devils wanted Corey Schneider in the first place. I know they needed a goaltender, obviously, but the point is they, they didn't need a, a goaltender of Corey Schneider's caliber in in a in a current state because it's not like we have all the perfect we are we have all the assets we need we just need a winning goaltender boom we have our winning goaltender Corey Snyder and suddenly we're a cup contender it isn't like that so I don't see why they were interested in him in the first place because because Marty Broder was going to be retiring they needed a starting goaltender yes but they didn't yes but didn't they have other goaltenders they could have started in in his place and no. Like the, all, all all the years of uh, Marty Broder playing in the NHL, I did not know who the backup was because Marty Broder would play about seventy five, seventy six games a year. Hmm. I see. Like but... they, they didn't, they never played the backup ever. Back to back games, three games and four nights. Marty Broder played them all. Hmm. Yes. But still, I think the him, him and one other goalie are the 
only goalies to win in the last 25 years to win the Stanley Cup by playing more than 65 games. I think it was Grant Fuhr. Grant Fuhr and Marty Berner are the only two goalies that have done it. Yes. I, okay, but I still think they're wasting Corey Snyder's years because I really don't think they're going to be a cup contender or be winning a cup before Snyder turns 35. So basically, I think they wasted the Knights' pick by by getting him in the first place because getting makes them better, but it's not like they're in a position they're making the playoffs and and. Well, I think I, th- I think um, they'll have a better year, and it's not it like you need a goalie. You need to start with a goalie and work your way out in order to be a good team. They needed a goalie. They got a goalie. Like I don't, I I like, and they could it, later on if they wanted to get another uh, uh, draft pick, they could flip Corey Schneider to another team, get a first rounder, and then that first rounder could turn into something. Like you never know until it happens. True, you don't, but. Okay. Like you do, you do know that Pavel Bure, the Pavel Bure trade. If you look back at it all, the Pavel Bure trade actually turned into the Sedins. Yes, it's because when we traded Pavel Bure, we sucked horribly, and and I think I can't remember who was the GM at the time. Made some swift moves. It was and Brian Burke. Brian Burke made some. Wheels and deals and managed to get the first of all pick and then trade it for the second and third. No, no, we didn't get the first. We had the second and third. Yes, but I'm, I'm saying, but we had the second and third. But he traded for the second and third. Well, we had that. We had the the third. He traded for the second. Oh. And it was uh, it was Brian McCabe that we got in the Beret deal, and Brian McCabe was part of that trade to get the second overall pick. Oh, so I... Brian McCabe theoretically or Pavel Bury theoretically turned into the CBs. Alright. And that leads me to my next question. When you say the Canucks will have will have will that happen again to them where they get like the two top three picks semi like they did back in nineteen ninety nine where it's the fourth or fifth the that's six or seven. I don't think that's going to happen again. That that that's tough to do now. And and with with everybody knowing that the only way to win a cup is by drafting, like that's the only way. You can't win a cup by signing free agents. It doesn't work. No, it no doesn't. Team, no team can do it. So you want to? Paul tried that years ago. They went out and got Theo Fleury. They went out and got Paul Correa. Didn't work. No. Soon, see that happening anytime soon. Well, that's a drag because it'd be a miracle if Benning could pull that off. Because I would love to see that happen. We don't have we don't have the assets either to do it. No, we don't. But still, I would have, I, I would I would really love that for to happen though. I mean, so you win for the draft, but. Getting that second, and sort of, but then again, that leads me to my next question. When Boston got those three 
first round picks in the first round there were rumors going around that they were going to try to offer them for, to Phoenix for the for that third overall pick to draft Nolan Halfman, but they didn't. Any reason why they, why they don't think they did? Because uh, they wanted um, they wanted Bull Horvat in the deal, and and uh, Benning said that uh, Bull Horvat is one of the untouchables on this team. That's not what I'm. That's what I'm. That's not what I'm asking. When Boston in this year's draft got the 14th, 15th, and 16th in this draft. They, there were rumors going around that they were going to offer them to Arizona for the third overall pick to draft Noah, Noah Halfman, the Boston native. Clearly, clearly uh, uh, Arizona didn't want to make that trade. They would have made the trade with us if we had have given them a Horvat. But how would you how would you have felt if the Canucks had made that trade? That would have never happened. Benning would have never done that. Yes, but if it was a different, uh, true, but would, I'm saying if it did happen, would it have been a right move or a bad move? It would have been a bad move. Yeah, because yeah, then again, we just drafted, just drafted him just two years ago, and you and you trade him away to draft someone who was who who was just around the same age as him. Doesn't really make much sense. But then again, that person could be better than Bo Horvat, though. Well, Bo Horvat's going to be a star. He is. We have gotten Bo Horvat. You don't know what you have in in uh, other players. True, but I think I always know what they're going to get out of Connor McDavid. Uh not really. Like what? Like like I said, he's going to be a targeted man. You know, all the big tough guys out there are gonna target him. Well, well they're gonna try to take him out of the league. Well, was that the was that the case when Crosby entered the league? Because there was so much hype about him entering the league. Was that was it like that when Crosby entered the league? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I he was targeted, and he's missed pretty much two full seasons <sighs> with concussions because he's been targeted. Do you see that same fate f- f- falling, McDavid? Yeah, this it's it's happened to Everly. It's happened to Hall. <sighs> so, then again, we're not. You, you say we're going to expect sixty points out of him, but he's going to be a targeted man, that's for sure. But then again, is aren't your best players always aren't your best players on a team aren't always targeted though? Whether it be McDavid, Crosby, or Stamkos, or something like that. When there's this much hype over a player, um, the 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 other players in the league either get jealous or just get pissed off, and they want to try to take him out. The the same thing that happened with Ovechkin. The only difference is Ovechkin is a big guy, really big guy. Yes, he is. But he hasn't missed what many games. No, but I don't think like, I think Ovechkin's going to be going back to Russia soon. If that's the case, then who's going to be the next captain of the Capitals if he goes back to Russia? Because he's currently the captain. Who knows? No idea. Could you could you see it falling upon Nicholas Backstrom? Well, I don't know if Backstrom would stay here if Ovechkin's not here. <sighs> 
So remember the Capitals. The Capitals used to be a terrible team. They still hold the record for the the, the worst season ever. And um, what was that season with Miami again? I think they had eleven or twelve wins all year. <laughs> Holy cow! That's awful. And was that in a full eighty-two game season? I think it was eighty back then. And I do have one. I do have one last question I'd like to ask you, because back because only you know, I noticed that players, some players were like drafted in the ninth round, but then again, they cut back on the rounds. Now it's seven instead of nine or or ten, whatever it was. Why did they cut it down? Because it was taking too long. Um, I'm not exactly sure the reason why they did it, but. Like, nobody really pays attention. Like, the first round is the only round that's televised. Well, I won't say that's enti- entirely true, because on some some occasions, like, way, I won't say that's true. I imagine the second round and onwards broadcasted on, on the NHL Network. Oh, well, maybe the NHL Network. But that's a channel that not, like, like it, that's a channel that a lot of people don't have. Because you have to pay for it, don't you? Like mainstream channels and things like that, only the first round is is uh, televised. Yes, I know, but but no one pays for the no one's interested in NHL now because you have to pay for it, don't you? Well, you, you got to get it in a package, yeah. I I saw it as much, and but and and I. I understand why the first round is broadcast. I mean, I mean it's well. The players are, are the the players that had the best junior seasons are drafted. So I kind of understand that, but then again, it's kind of disappointing that the later rounds aren't drafted because because when your team drafts players in the second and third round are second round and onwards you only have a much of a draft pile, a draft you know profile or, com- or you know or the season that he had and and why the team drafted him in the first place all you get is a, a bunch of names and you don't know who the heck is this guy and why did they draft him yeah because I gotta I gotta get to bed only because uh, I gotta get up at 6 o'clock oh and well, then I'll end it off. Thanks for joining us on this ep- on episode 12 of Canucks Cast. You can find us on iTunes and on our website at www.canucksblogcast.wordpress.com. I'm Sim Alexander 300, and I'm joined by Son, and you can find him on Twitter at Spence Canucks. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you on our next podcast. <laughs>